0: Hello, Bulls fans, and welcome to another episode of Bulls HQ. Thank you for joining me this week in a new year. In fact, so appreciate you guys jumping on and tuning into Bulls HQ as we rip into 2019. Hopefully, it's a good year for you, and hopefully, it's a good year for the Bulls. But didn't necessarily get off to the greatest of starts yesterday against the Orlando Magic, when the Bulls went down in a pretty significant way there on their home floor in their first game of 2019, and. Because of that, I didn't necessarily want to do a podcast. I, I had one planned. I, I was going to do one. I, I had one scheduled to do one yesterday after the game. But uh, it was probably just going to be more of the same rants that I've been doing over the last few weeks and months anyway. Ones where they're centered around Jim Boyle and his offense, the, the team not necessarily developing. And maybe we can touch on that a little bit later on. But while I had plans of not necessarily doing a podcast and maybe letting my uh, cool ahead prevail, the Bulls went out and made themselves a trade, which has sort of pulled me out of here and has forced me into the pod- podcasting realm again today, so probably all know what I'm referencing at this point, but of course I am talking about the trading of Justin Holiday to the Memphis Grizzlies for Marshawn Brooks, Wayne Seldon, and two future second-round picks, so... That was a pretty damn good way to pick up the fan base after a pretty horrible loss against the Magic the other day. So the Bulls finally made a trade and they finally get rid of Justin Holiday, a player who we all thought was going to get moved at some point, who needed to be moved at some point. But the Bulls have gone ahead and done it today, which is a good a good thing to happen. Because like I said, it's a pretty good way to erase what happened against the Magic pretty quickly. Even if the Bulls do happen to have a game against the Indiana Pacers later on tonight, which will be a very difficult one. But this was a good trade for the Bulls. And I, I'm not necessarily just saying that because of the fact that they made a trade and got rid of Justin Holiday, But the fact that they made a deal and were able to actually secure a pretty good return for a player who... Justin Holliday, who was leading the team in minutes per game, had an up-and-down season, I think you can put it that way. He, he definitely had his moments where he was playing well. He had that stretch of games where he was really shooting well from three-point line, putting in two or three three-pointers each game, but he that had sort of dried up over the last 10 games. And just to give you some context, over his last 10 games, he was averaging 9.2 points per game, but only shooting 29.9% from the field and 27.1% from the three-point line. So, over the last 10 games, his numbers had seriously declined, and I was getting to the point where I was wondering if anyone would want to trade for Justin Holiday. I think, in theory, he looked like a player that most teams would need and would want to trade for, a, a guy who you could potentially sell as being a 3-and-D option off the bench, which is what he should be for most teams. Obviously, he was a lot more at the Chicago Bulls. Like I said before, he led the team in minutes played, but that no longer will be the case. But... Obviously, he hadn't necessarily been playing well over the last 10 games. So I was que- starting to question what value he actually could return for the Bulls in a trade. But to get back two second-round picks, which I think is pretty good, as well as players like Marshawn Brooks and Wayne Seldon, who aren't necessarily players that are going to move the needle too much, and, and which is probably important given the Bulls should probably be tanking at this point given the record is so bad. But Brooks and Seldon are, are two guys off the bench who the Bulls can have in the rotation that can sort of make up for holidays, 35 minutes a game. But more importantly, in my opinion, at least, these two picks that they will be getting from the Memphis Grizzlies, so they're, they're the Grizzlies' own picks, the 2019 and 2020 selections. They're unprotected, as per Sean, Sean Hyken of Bleacher Report as well, which is a big point to note. So whilst the Grizzlies are looking likely to be a... Not, not, necessarily, not necessarily likely, but are pushing towards being a playoff team in the West... You could imagine that, that second-round pick in 29 sort of falling in the, say, 42 to 48 range, depending on, obviously, where the, where the Grizzlies fall towards the season. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. They've been sliding quite quite recently, so I think it's in play for that pick to be possibly around that 40 to 42 range so considering that there's been a lot of decent players taken in that range over the last few years I'm actually happy with that pick and you never know with the Grizzlies depending on what happens with Marcus Gasol and Mike Conley if those two guys continue to to age and maybe decline next season or potentially even traded because the, the Grizzlies decide to go for a rebuild then maybe that second round pick in 2020 becomes even more valuable to the Bulls at that point so I actually like this trade for Justin Holiday. So shout out to the Bulls for making a good positive move, actually getting a good return for a player like who, like I said before, had been regressing on on the court, but maybe more importantly, he too is a unrestricted free agent in the offseason and as an aging veteran, to be able to secure two serviceable role players as well as two future second round picks. I think that's a really good haul for Justin Holiday considering like I said before, his play had been regressing quite significantly. So I'm quietly pleased about how this deal went down, and like I said before, the fact that it happened after the Magic game has made that game sort of exit my mind somewhat, which is always a good thing, but adding to this trade as well today, to make this trade go through, and I guess the trade hasn't been, at the time of recording this release, hasn't been made official just yet, because for the deal to go through, the Bulls will actually need to waive one of their players, because they currently don't have enough roster spots on the roster to sort of make way for the incoming players in the trade itself. So one of these Bulls players, particularly the guys at the end of the bench, need to be moved and or waived and per Woj of ESPN. It appears that Cameron Payne is the one that is going to be on the out here, which to me, again, just only adds to this transaction that has sort of gone down today. I was sort of fearing when that note came through that the Bulls will need to make a move and get rid of a player from their roster, that it may be someone like Ryan Archer Diakono, who, if you guys have listened to me over the last probably couple of months, you know I'm a big fan of his game. But even Shaq Harrison, another backup guard who's on a non-guaranteed deal, he's been playing really well of late as well. And I thought potentially one of those two guys may be going because their deals are non-guaranteed deals, and that would have been the easiest and cheap option for the Bulls to play and Obviously, that's definitely a route the Bulls like to play in, so I was assuming that was going to be the case, but whilst being maybe cautiously optimistic that one of Cameron Payne or even Antonio Blakeney will be the ones to get the chop, but I was expecting the cheaper route here, but the Bulls have gone out and actually waived Cameron Payne, which To me, like I said before, it has only sweetened this deal that has sort of gone through. The Bulls have gotten rid of Justin Holiday. They've traded him for, like I said, a good trade package, but then have made the right decision by waiving the worst player on the the roster, which is Cameron Payne. So a good day all around for the Bulls. I have to be pretty happy with how this sort of transaction has played out today, even if the on-court product isn't necessarily the best thing going around at the moment. The Bulls have made a smart trade. And then they made the right decision in waiving Cameron Payne, which is probably one I didn't expect them to, to make. Payne's deal is guaranteed for the entire season. And as I said before, Archie Diacono and Shaq Harrison, their deals are non-guaranteed. So for them to actually go the Payne option in this situation, it was somewhat surprising, I guess. Maybe that's because I got low expectations of this management group, but... Like I said, I'm, I'm quite happy of how things have played out. I thought the Bulls have made two good decisions there in one day. I'll definitely take that. Whenever you can get two successive good decisions from this uh, management group, you've got to be happy with that one. So I'm definitely excited about what this trade means for the Bulls going forward. And what I'm referring to here is that I'm hoping this deal in part was made not only to receive some sort of compensation back for Justin Holiday, who, like I said before, will be a free agent, But I'm hoping this deal was also made with the intention of playing Chandler Hutchison more minutes. So, against the Toronto Raptors, Hutchison had probably his best game of his career. He had the 11 points. He didn't miss a shot. He made all his five shots, but he didn't get any minutes in that fourth quarter with Jim Boylan opting to play Justin Holliday all of the fourth quarter minutes, which I found to be, you know, quite... Quite crazy in the context. I don't understand why you would play a veteran who's going to be a free agent all the minutes in the fourth quarter at small forward. I thought that was a bad decision by the coach. And to compound that further by not playing Chandler Hutchinson at all in the fourth, given he was having his best game of his short career to date, it just made the decision worse. So to remove Holiday, I'm hoping this signals to to Boylan from management that he needs to put more emphasis now on playing someone like Chandler Hutchinson. So I'm hoping that's why this deal was made in part two. I'm hoping this means that someone like Hutchinson may get the starting small forward position. And if so, he's given the opportunity to work through some of the mistakes that he may have as a rookie, which you you would naturally expect from these younger players. So if they can guarantee or promise, maybe we use that word, maybe that's a better word to use. Maybe if they the Bulls can promise Chandler Hutchinson 20 minutes a night, maybe even the starting role at small forward, and just see what they've got in the guy and really know what they have in him because they really need to evaluate that over the, over the remaining 40, 45 games or whatever it may be over the next couple uh, months of the season because this is a guy that they effectively traded Nikola Miritich for. They need to know what he has in his game. He's a 22-year-old mature age rookie. He's meant to be ready-made. He hasn't necessarily proven that's the case. So they need to pour minutes into this guy and see what they have in Hutchinson. So I hope that's what Boylan does. I hope he doesn't lean too heavily here on Marshawn Brooks, who, like Justin Holiday, is a 29-year-old veteran who's definitely been around a while, is someone that could probably be leaned on and would be the easiest option to sort of slot in there as small forward and to give 25 minutes to, as well as Wayne Seldon, who's a decent and serviceable guy off the bench who likes to play hard, gritty-style defense. So... I can see Selden being a Boylan favorite. I think there's also that potential for Marshawn Brooks to be given minutes off the bench as the new Antonio Blakeney, that gunner off the bench type role. So whilst I'm optimistic this deal brings with it some good news for Chandler Hutchinson, obviously Boylan is the one that needs to carry it out, which in past he hasn't been doing because he's had that sort of luxury, if we want to call it that. Of having Justin Holiday in his rotation, whereas now with Holiday being removed and his 35 minutes per game taken off the shelf for the Bulls, they've got to fill those 35 minutes elsewhere. And- Part of that will definitely come from Selden and Marshawn Brooks, but I'm hoping the bulk of it goes to Chandler Hutchinson, which to me only adds to the value of the trade. Now, I know obviously that this, on some levels, that sounds a little bit silly given that obviously Hutchinson wasn't involved in the trade at all, but the fact that there's been an opportunity sort of created for him here, I think we can sort of count that in or price that in somewhat into this specific trade. So hopefully Hutchinson's given more minutes here. I don't necessarily... Agree that he was has des- definitely earned those minutes, but I think at this point in the season, given the Bulls are 10 and 27, why the hell not just throw him in the fire? See what you've got with the player. Try to develop him if that's what, in fact, the Bulls are trying to do at this point in the season. But that should be the primary objective going forward for Jim Boylan and the Bulls. It should be entirely about development, and Chandler Hutchinson is a big part of it. So let's see what the Bulls have in him. And another thing to come out of today, I guess, is the fact that along with this trade use or, or of the trading of Justin Holiday, is the fact that the Bulls are still very keen in moving, obviously, Jabari Parker, who's been exiled on the bench, is not playing at all. He, The Bulls are very clear in their thought in needing to trade him. So that's something that was reaffirmed today, as well as the fact that the Bulls are looking to trade Robin Lopez too. So I don't know how successful they're going to be in moving both of those guys. Both make significant money, both on big eight-figure deals. For This season, even though they are expiring deals and could tech uh, technically be an expiring deal for another team, I think teams would only willing to be trading for those types of players, Lopez and Parker I'm referring to, if they're able to unload bad salary to Chicago. Now, at this point, per Casey Johnson of the Chicago Tribune, it doesn't look like the Bulls have any interest at all in taking on any money beyond this season. So, Knowing that and knowing the fact that guys like Lopez and Parker can probably only be moved for a bad contract for a pick, then it probably doesn't make sense or it probably means that there won't be a trade coming anytime soon. But again, at least it reaffirmed today that the Bulls are trying to trade Lopez and Parker, which is the right move to be making if these guys aren't part of the future, which they're definitely not. So Pretty good day all round for the Bulls in the sense of the news updates we got. Obviously, they moved Justin Holiday, a move that had to be made. They waived Cameron Payne, which, let's be honest, was probably a bigger deal than the trading of Justin Holiday himself. And I'm being somewhat facetious there, but it would also be remiss of me to sort of not suggest here that there was probably no love, love, loss for Cameron Payne amongst the fan base. Did did anyone at all even like this dude? I, I'm not sure, and that's that, that's somewhat unfair to to Payne himself, but. He was—he obviously didn't ask to be traded for Camera He himself obviously didn't ask to be traded for Taj Gibson, a Bulls legend of sorts. So Payne always came in with these high expectations, was billed as potentially being the point guard of the future, I suppose. So in a lot of ways, he had things going against him that were out of his control and probably unfairly had the fan base against him straight away. But. I'm not going to lie, I'm not sad, I'm not disappointed at all to see him gone from the rotation, he's gone now, the, the the trade that the Bulls made to bringing him was a terrible one, we all know that, but hopefully we don't have to relive that anymore when we see pain out there on the floor bricking open threes or taking these running floaters that airball shots and just being an overall bad defender, all these sorts of things, hopefully now we can just move on from that pain era and we never have to think about it again, but As I said a little bit earlier, I guess now our our attention towards trading one of Robin Lopez and Jabari Parker, and I I think that needs to happen now, probably more so Jabari than Robin Lopez at this point because I don't understand why the Bulls have Jabari sitting there on the bench. Well, I, I kind of do, I guess, that they're obviously trying to trade him and given the fact that he's had or suffered two ACLs in his four-year career prior to arriving in Chicago. Obviously, he is somewhat of an injury risk, so you probably don't want to play him and then risk Jabari picking up an injury and then killing any chance that you have in trading him. But at the same time, given that Bobby Portis is currently out injured, even though he is progressing from his own injury and will be back soon, it doesn't really make any sense or any basketball sense, I suppose, to not be playing Jabari Parker at this point. And Jim Boylan is certainly skirting around the point that Jabari is sitting for basketball reasons. Uh, I guess that's the point Boylan is trying to make. But when you're sort of giving minutes to Antonio Blakeney, who's a known bad defender himself and isn't someone that plays two-way basketball, there, is, there isn't really a justification, or at least from a basketball point of view, as to why you would be benching Jabari. So I think at this point, if the Bulls are intent on sitting Parker and not having him play at all and effectively just putting him on the shelf until someone bites on a trade, which may or may not happen, then he's going to be sitting for quite some time because the trade deadline is still over a month away. So we've got another four or five weeks here of Jabari potentially just sitting around doing nothing, collecting dust, maybe even longer, six or seven weeks. So as I said before, I don't see the point in it, and like I mentioned before, it doesn't appear the Bulls want to take on any bad salaries from Jabari, so unless something happens where a team is willing to, for whatever reason, take on Jabari and trade expiring money for Jabari, as the Bulls sort of did today with, with Justin Holiday in the trade for Wade Seldon and Marshawn Brooks, who then themselves are effectively expiring deals, unless something happens similar to that for Jabari, which I remain... Quite skeptical about because who's going to be trading away 20 odd million dollars in expiring deals that they have on their books for someone like Jabari, who he himself is an expiring deal for 20 million dollars. That just doesn't seem likely at all. So, unless the Bulls are prepared to take on long term money, they're not actually going to get anything of note for Jabari. So, I'm just wondering now where this stalemate will end. Who will blink first? Do the Bulls just wave him and move on from the Jabari era and just get rid of that sunk cost completely? rather than just have him sitting there on the bench doing nothing? Or do they hold out and play this trading charade game for another, you know, let's just call it two months? Do they see what they can get out of Jabari, if at all, by the deadline? Obviously, they have no impetus to do what Jabari wants, which is probably just to get onto another team at this point. But like I said, it also doesn't make any sense just to have him there collecting dust for no reason. Just buy him out, make a move, and be done with it. You're not going to get anything from the trading game. You're not going to get anything from the trade market for Jabari. I I, I I remain skeptical about that. And I also, I thought that popped into my mind today after the Bulls did receive two second round picks. I'm hoping they are not going to be attaching those picks at all to in a trade to dump Jabari's contract. Hopefully that's not the play here at all. Treat him like an expiring deal, like a sunk cost and just get rid of him. But do not give away any of these assets that you've acquired today in the holiday trade to get off Jabari's money. That would be a cruel cruel uh, twist with this trade so don't do that Chicago Bulls please but uh, I'm I'm hopeful that they move on from Jabari quickly here and I think it's probably more likely that if any of the two be it Parker or Lopez that Lopez is the one that's going to get traded for I don't know maybe another bad second round pick I don't think you're going to get much value out of Robin Lopez at this point given his contract is significantly worse than Justin Holiday's, and given that he plays a position that isn't really super valuable in the modern NBA so The Bulls probably aren't going to get much from Robin Lopez at this point, but you just have to trade him at this point. He needs to move on for his own career, get him to a contender, trade him for a bad second round pick or something of that nature because you're probably not going to get anything more and be done with it, let Robin move on with his career, let the Bulls move on and play some of the younger guys at center and hopefully because Robin Lopez is gone at that point, it would mean Jim Boylan doesn't necessarily have to run his second unit offense through Robin Lopez and through the post. That would be another upside to getting rid of Robin as well. So I think that would be a good idea and maybe that would allow the Bulls to explore more lineups with Larry Marken and play center as well, which is not an option the Bulls really have at the moment because like I said before, Boylan is featuring Lopez quite heavily here, so by getting rid of Robin Lopez, even though you're probably not going to get much back for him, it could be an addition by a subtraction by purely allowing the younger bigs to run through center and playing a little bit smaller, which you can, which you can do once you get rid of Robin Lopez. Obviously, we're seeing the Bulls play Hutchinson some minutes at power forward now that Portis has been out, and given that they're not giving any minutes to Jabari, so you can do that still by playing smaller without Robin Lopez and having someone like Brooks or Seldon now coming off and playing that small forward position in certain rotations. So, I think there is some upside reasons for getting rid of Robin Lopez purely from a developmental perspective, even if getting rid of Lopez probably doesn't net you much in a trade, but like I said, I think the development in what you can you can get from the players on this roster for Lopez getting, being gone, I think that is significant in itself too. So, Here's to hoping a deal from Lopez is struck soon. I think it, he can be moved. I don't, I'm not like I said before, I'm not positive at all that Jabari is going to be traded at all. I think it's going to reach a buyout situation, but who knows, stranger things that happen. Maybe the Bulls do find a taker for Jabari. But if you're asking me now, I do not foresee a trade at all like we saw today for Justin Holiday. So just a summary, the Bulls have made a trade today. They got rid of Justin Holiday, sent him to the Memphis Grizzlies in exchange for Wayne Seldon. Marshawn Brooks and two future second round picks from the Grizzlies. Their own picks, they're unprotected. And they're the 2019 and 2020 draft picks. Uh second-round draft picks, that is, I should say, from the Grizzlies themselves. So a good deal all round for the Bulls. A good day. If you're a Bulls fans. And for the first time in a while, the Bulls actually have, well, they don't have all of their picks, but they actually have a positive amount of draft picks so they've got a 2019 second round pick back which is something they didn't have prior to today but they've also got an additional pick in 2020 as well so a good day all round from the Bulls like I mentioned before but as I said a little bit earlier I didn't necessarily expect it to be podcasting today so I just wanted to get on do a bit of a quick show here Bit of a, a wrap-up of what transpired here today in terms of the trading of Justin Holiday, the waving of Cameron Payne, and what that means for the future of the rotation going forward. So hopefully we see plenty of Chandler Hutchinson. Hopefully we see a deal soon for Jabari and Robin Lopez. We'll see if that transpires. But like I said today, a positive day to be a Bulls fan. The Bulls made a trade. They made the right trade. They made the right call in the player they waved. So all in all, I'm happy and I am hope you're happy too. But let's see how the rest of the day and coming weeks sort of transpired. As I mentioned before, the Bulls have a game against the Indiana Pacers later tonight. So that one's probably going to be a tough game for the Bulls because since November the 15th, the Pacers have actually been the best team in the NBA. They have the best record in the league. They are the best defense in the NBA. And in a weird way, they remind me of that 2011 Bulls team, which I talked about in, in, at length with Darnell Mabria last week on the show. So if you haven't checked that out, go and listen to that podcast that I did with Darnell about his great, great feature that he had on the 2011 team. But that this Indiana Pacers team reminds me a lot of that 2011 Bulls team in the sense that they're built around an elite guard. And have built an identity on the defensive side of the ball and, and in a lot of ways that reminds me of the Bulls and the fact that I've read a few things about this Pacers team as well about how the whole team really get along with each other off the floor and that, and that that's something certainly that Darnell mentioned in his piece about that 2011 team how that 2011 Bulls team how they were, how they were connected off the floor which allowed them to be really connected as a unit on the floor and I think that can sort of be be said about the Indiana Pacers as well. So that one's going to be a tough game. Then the Bulls have the Brooklyn Nets in, in their last home game before hitting the road on the West Coast trip where things are about to get uh, quite ugly for sh- the Chicago Bulls. They've got games against the Utah Jazz, the Portland Trail Blazers, the Golden State Warriors, the Los Angeles Lakers, which I'm pretty sure LeBron will be back at that point for. So if that wasn't hard enough, then the Bulls have to actually end that five game West Coast road trip with a game at the Denver Nuggets, which is always a tough game for the Bulls. They've traditionally never done well in Denver. They don't obviously play a lot there, but that altitude has affected the Bulls quite often. So, to finish your road trip against the Nuggets, an informed Nuggets team who's really been so good in the Western Conference this season, so to finish that five game trip against them, against five really difficult opponents, I think the next five games after this home stretch here for the Bulls are going to get tough. So, I don't know where it's headed for the Bulls after this, but let's just. Let's just let's just block that out for the moment. Let's just focus on the good news, which again was the trading of Justin Holiday for Wayne Selden, Marshawn Brooks and two future second round picks and maybe even a bigger move, getting rid of Cameron Payne. So that's all the time I have for today. Like I said before, it's just going to be a quick hitter just to give you my thoughts on the trade that went down. I'm sure some of you have probably seen them on Twitter anyway, and I had a write up about it on Bloggable, but I'm able to be a little bit more expansive here on the podcast. So thanks for tuning in. I'm thankful for that the first show of 2019 happened to be a trade type show and a trade that we all hopefully can agree on that was a good one. So hopefully, this is a sign of good things to come for the Bulls. Hopefully, 2019 is a little bit better than 2018 was. and. Hopefully, the rebuild gets back on track here now that this trade has been done. We pour some more minutes into the younger players, and we really go full-on rebuild here and, and not necessarily play to win. I think the Bulls should try to be competitive where possible, but let's really get some minutes into Chandler Hutchinson. Let's play Wendell Carter more than 13 minutes in a game against the Orlando Magic there, Jim Boylan. That would be appreciated too. So, pour some minutes into these younger players. See what you've got in them. Try to trade some other veterans for some draft picks if you possibly can, but All in all, hopefully today was the start of a better 2019 for the Chicago Bulls. And unless the Bulls make another untimely trade, I'll probably be back in another week or so, maybe a little bit later, depending on schedules. So we'll see what the Bulls do from here on out, but I'll be back shortly with another episode of Bulls HQ. So thank you for tuning in to this one, the first of 2019. But until next time, this has been Bulls HQ. Thank you for tuning in and I'll speak to you all again next time.